0: So, welcome to another edition of the Ninth Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. Like that down a little bit. Of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. And today, we are talking a very obscure movie known as Motorama. Haven't heard of it? Neither have a lot of people. It's uh, very obscure. I don't think it made any... I mean any theaters whatsoever unless they were like drive-ins after the fact and if i'm not mistaken it was a direct to premium channels like for instance um showtime or hbo or something like that i don't know which one it was but it was definitely one of them because yeah uh even on rotten tomatoes this movie gets a 60 i'm definitely giving it higher than that i'd give this movie just for its weirdness i give this an 84 i say this is a mutt's watch um Very interesting, a lot of cameos. But before we get into it, uh, let's throw out who sponsored this episode. That'd be H1N1 Zombies. Of course, you've heard him on the show before. Um, He just did uh, uh, 67 and 68, I believe, Night Living Dead. And also, he's going to be doing um, episode 70, The Lighthouse, which were good choices. He's at the $20 level, as is Nick Neo, who picked out 13 ghosts, which was just last episode, depending on how I air these. um, Because at the $20 level, you actually get to pick out what movies I review. It's called the the Stop the Bike tier. And also we have quarterly merchandise. So coming out in August, boys, your shirts will be shipped out. So there you go. Remember, you can join the party for only $1, that being said. And with that, you get all of our episodes early and often. Two weeks early, so four episodes ahead of the game. Um, also, to my brand new podcast, I've been promising for a while. I'm finally going to record my first episode tonight on Skyrim. It's going to be called the Power Glove Podcast, and that's only going to be a dollar. And I'm going to air the free one or the first episode for free on the normal feed. So if that doesn't entice you and you play games and watch horror movies, there you go. And also, at our five dollar level member, you get. Old Slime Wreck radios from 2018 and, and before, and those are not safe for work. Not that the show is, but it's dramatically not safe for work. So there you go. Uh, that's who brought you this episode. If I sound different, it's because this is a dead sober podcast, which is interesting. Up, oh, And of course, my computer's fucking up. Send me messages from Twitter, which I did not ask it to do that. So clearly, even dry as a bone, I am unprofessional, but I am doing my best. No guest today. Uh, I did want Jonathan Fallen from Hoodcast AF. Go check them out. They are the NWO of collectibles from the 80s. So um, he's the only other person I know who's ever seen this movie. In fact, he turned me on to it. Um, yeah, Motorama. So let's get into it. If you like Repo Man, you will like this movie. Uh, The only other movies I could compare this to is Repo Man and maybe a little bit of Easy Rider. It is a very weird movie. Um, It's a road movie, kind of like those two pre-mentioned or Natural Born Killers. Of course, it's not anything like Natural Born Killers, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a movie on the road. So it's a journey movie. Um, Very interesting. It's all about this kid playing this game. And it's kind of like a lottery. It's I'll let him explain it when we get to that point. Uh, but, Foist, uh, let me play the trailer. And, yeah. Oh, the only actors you're ever going to uh, recognize this is Chocolate Chip Charlie from The Stuff is a gas station ap- uh, attendant. He makes a cameo. Meatloaf and Flea. Um, you know, Flea from that band that rips off Faith No More. They're both in this movie for a second. But, again, it's just cameos. Um, basically a bunch of no-name actors, and especially the kid, I think he's like 11 years old or something. He's in this movie too. He went on to do a couple of TV shows and stuff. I don't know, my wife Googled him, but nothing probably, definitely nothing I've reviewed or will review. So there you go. That's who's in the movie. And let me play the trailer. Sounds my mic and here we go. All right, buckle up, get it? Because we're going to watch Motorama. Ah, the open road—it calls to everyone, but it's no place to kid around. Ah! And Gus isn't your ordinary kid. Ah, he knows a man has to go. You wanna play this with me? Be the kid. Where a man has to go. I play motorama. Ah! Spelled out motorama, grand prize of five hundred. Just how did you make enough money to buy a fancy set of wheels like that? I sold my stamp collection. But there's more than one game on the road. Hey, old pirate. Old pirate? Billy, you say win. Win. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to let me win a little bit. I lied. Loss Bill's character. You don't have a girl with you, do you? No. He plays Motorama. (laughs) Say, Mister, can we borrow your backseat for a quickie? I've got a long way to go. Contest will never expire. Martha Quinn, Garrett Morris, Michael J. Pollard, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Drew Barrymore, Meatloaf, and introducing Jordan Christopher Michael. Motorama, the ultimate road odyssey from the writer of After Hours. Fill her up? No, empty it. <laughs> so, like I said, a bunch of motherfuckers you've never heard of before. Now they did mention drew Barrymore. Um, she's in this movie for less, not even a minute, less than 30 seconds. I'll explain it when she's there. I don't even think they should be allowed to mention her because of how little she's in it. I mean, I, when I watched them I'm like, wait a minute, is that drew Barrymore? Cause I keep in mind, I haven't seen this movie in, 94 I think the last time I saw it when I watched it, I just thought it was a weird movie and I think I saw it like a couple of times more but it just didn't float my boat at the time (coughs) I didn't think there was much to it I just thought it was a really fucking weird movie but now as an adult watching I'm like this is one of the most creative low-budget movies I have ever seen and it's totally rewatchable and like I said I'm giving it 84 I recommend y'all see it so uh, with that oh and you know what you know, to be fair to this movie. Well, to be fair. don't say to be fair. Hate when people say to be fair. The budget is not even disclosed. Like I said, it has two reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and they gave it a 60% Um, and no one's seen it. So yeah, I mean, for what they did and I'm imagining this probably had a $10 million budget, maybe less. It was filmed in 91. So do the conversion, probably less. They did a damn good job for how much it cost. Okay, so with enough tees, probably more like 8 or $6 million, man. Because really, there's no... The film quality is good, and there's a couple of old classic cars. But besides that, there's there's really nothing to it. And a bunch of shots. I think there's three or four good... Anyway, let's get into it, all right? Here we go. Let's uh, make sure you grab yourself a snack. let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right motorama here we go so as this movie starts off we see this kid and he's in his garage, but this is a very well-equipped garage. It actually kind of looks like more like a, a, a shed or like, not like a shed, like a woodshed, but like an industrial garage or something, you know, say one that would work on cars. It's very well-equipped. We got like grinders and saws and welding equipment and all this shit. And we see this kid working on this contraption, this, you know, this, this apparatus. And uh, in the background, we can hear his parents fighting. <clears throat> and I mean it's really 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 stereotypical parents fighting like you know uh, you're a drunk and you know you, you're unemployed and, and she's talking about me and then uh, uh, he's like you're a slut and and you know and she's like oh yeah well I'm pregnant again well you don't even take care of the kids we have and it's back and forth and I don't know if this is playing in the kid's mind or if this is actually going on but uh, he continues just working on you know, this little contraption of his. And then um, right after that, uh, we we notice that they're like these metal pedals. And they're on like stilts or, or what you would use on crutches, like the bottom of it. So they're kind of like foot extenders. I guess little people might use these. I don't want to say the M word. I'm trying to cool down a little bit. Because I have no one to laugh at it. So if I say it, it's kind of like, you know, not as cool. I heard they like to be referred to as dwarves, though. That's that's. Yeah, that's just what I've heard. So, But they're not cool and have beards and axes, so we're just going to say little people. Um, anyway, let's see. Yeah, after all this, you know, parental abuse and everything else, he crashes a big uh, piggy bank, and he collects all the money, right? And now we see him driving, and he, he covers up his, you know, he parks. He's driving like this really cool uh, three-on-the-tree. I think it's like a 71 or a 72 Mustang. I could be wrong. I'm not really like a 1970s car guy, especially American muscle cars, but that's what it looks like to me, just cuz the stylizing, well, unless it's a Plymouth Fury because I love the movie Christine. It's such a cool fucking car. You know, fun fact about that car. Did you know that that car was nearly unheard of and everyone thought it was the poor man's, you know, muscle car until that movie came out and then there was like a huge demand of collectors trying to restore those cars. Anyway, there, there's that. So, yeah, this kid covers up. He's got, like, this uh, brown, not a tarp, but, like, a leather uh, coverall or whatever. And he, he covers up his his uh, contraption when he parks, and he goes inside this diner, right? And he walks in. He orders a black coffee, and he sits down. Uh, by the way, does not ever touch his coffee. I don't even know why he stops in this diner. Um, he's running away from home, maybe, and he needs, like, some clarity or some place to think or some kind of game plan because he doesn't have one yet. <clears throat> and then we see like these three males making a ruckus. You know, they're kind of like uh, yokels, if you will. And uh, two of them are younger. And one of them is like older. And this guy is like, you know, a drunk buffoon. But I think they're all like, you know, been hitting saucerly today. And he goes and they're checking out his car. and. Like, one of the guys goes over to, to uh, Gus. That's the kid's name. I, I referred to him as the kid, but he's Gus. Oh, and to show how cool and manly he is, this kid, like, when he's walking in, goes, hey kid, do you want to play? And he goes, like, buzz off or something like that. I don't know, you heard it in the trailer. Right, I got time for that. No, nobody got time for that. And uh, the guy grills him on where he gets this car. You know, he's like, hey, um, how's a kid like you afford a fancy set of wheels? And he said, I sold my stamp collection. And then there's like a stare down between them and the kid gets nervous and you see uh, a bead of sweat drop and it hits um, the dude's wedding ring. And the dude just looks at him and goes, never get married, kid. And then just gets up and walks off, which is pretty interesting. I mean, you know, anyway. So uh, when he's getting grilled on this, right, we actually see like a memory montage of him like uh, stealing the car. And apparently, this kid is pretty crafty because not only does he know how to steal vehicles and make apparatus, like later on, we'll see other shit he does that is very crafty. And I mean, here's the other thing, too. This is one of the only times that anyone actually notices that he's a child. It's weird. As the movie progresses, he, like, not only physically ages, but people don't treat him like a kid. Like, they treat him like an adult. And then when he. Okay. So, um, you know, after the whole stamp collection thing, right? These two dudes they pull the old man back and uh, outside of the uh, outside of the bar by his ankles, and we see Big Buns. Uh, Big Buns being from Terminator One, the um, fiberglass statue that that uh, Sarah Connor locks her Vespa to. Guard it for me, Big Buns. But anyway, for whatever reason, it's in this movie. I don't know if it's the same statue. It looks pretty damn familiar, but it's definitely like the style of Big Buns, you know, so I just wrote that down. Anyway, they throw the old man into the creek, but while they're doing this, they like are cracking jokes, you know? They're like, oh, man, you know, how's work? Oh, you know, same, same. And we don't know if this guy's murdered or whatever, but when they say a creek, I'm talking about this thing is like about maybe two inches of thick, and it's got ice flow on it, which is kind of odd seeing how... This uh, this creek thing is—I don't know if it's filmed in Arizona or New Mexico or whatever—but it's, I think it's Nevada. But it's very deserty, and I know it does get ice there. But this whole creek is like—you see glaciers of—I mean, obviously they're like thin, but floating. And this old man just dead face down in this thing, and you see blood kind of like go down and and go inside or go into the water and we, we follow the blood going down <clears throat> and it goes to where Gus is washing his face like just down the creek a little bit. Like, I don't know. I guess he didn't notice it, Notice it, but anyway, uh, let's see. So then the kid gets in his car and he starts driving, right? And he drives past like a giant sign. It says Motorama and it's kind of like in this old school Vegas style Like, you know, the diamonds, where each diamond's a letter within the diamond, and they're all different colors. Um, I guess that might be more hints why it's it's in Nevada, but that matters not. So moving on, um, he sees it on the side of the road, right? And it leads him to a gas station, right? And this gas station, there's no one there. It looks abandoned. There's a kite flying in the air. That's, I guess, why we know it's not abandoned. And then there's an attendant. His name is Phil. This is a very chirpy, preppy guy. Are Peppy, rather not Preppy, he's not Zach Morris, but he's Peppy, like, hey, what's going on, guys? Right? And um, he, the kid goes, $5, please, for the gas tank. Now, apparently in this game, if you make a purchase of $5 or more at participating gas stations, you get what they call a Motorama card. Now, a Motorama card is a scratcher, if you will, to try to win half a million dollars. And the You know what, he'll explain it in a minute, so I'll just wait till that. But the guy goes, oh, I'm out of Motorama cars, and he goes, okay, well, uh, uh, you know, I I need to go use the bathroom or whatever, right? So anyway, um, then a sheriff pulls up, so he's the kid, is Gus, is hiding out in the uh, attendance office, and he's kind of snooping as he's hiding because he doesn't want to get busted by a sheriff, right? Because the sheriff's like poking his head in and definitely checking out the car. And he's like, that's a sweet set of wheels, whose is it? And then Phil and him like shake hands apparently they're friends, this guy stops by all the time. And it's funny cause they look at the camera breaking kayfabe and you see like a picture flash, which is hilarious because he mentions that there's a picture on the kite, which I don't know if he takes one every time there's air. I don't know even who took the fucking photo because there's no one there besides the sheriff, Phil, the gas station attendant and the kid Gus. By the way, isn't it kind of funny that the guy's name is Phil? You know, and the kid's name's Gus, like gas. It's almost as dumb as, you know, everyone in uh, Repo Man being named after a beer and then Otto is named Otto. Anyway, moving on. I I don't know if that's an Easter egg or lazy writing or maybe that was like the tester names, you know, and they just never updated them. That happens sometimes in movies. Anyway, for instance, Ripley. Ripley was supposed to be a dude's name and they just kept it. They're like, yeah, well, it'll just be your last name. Yeah. So there you go. Some alien facts here for you. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, so the kid, he, um, while he's, he's snooping around, hiding out, he finds a cigar box and it's like full of Motorama cards. So, you know, he just steals them. So uh, then the kid bumps into the cop, or the sheriff, rather, you know, and uh, uh, he's confronted and he, you know, he plays it all. He's like, oh, where's your dad? You know, who owns that? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom, right? And uh, after the sheriff leaves, Phil gets really pissed off. You know, he gets pissed, and he's like, why would you lie to that man, right? Um, you know, he's he's a good man. Aren't you a good kid? And he's like, look, I'm underage. Clearly, he's underage. Dude is, like, no bigger than four feet tall. But Phil acts like, oh, I didn't know. And he's like, well, you better be good, kid. You know, that kind of stuff, you know. And then um, the kid uh actually gets in his car he let he lets loose the kite and he drives off now phil is in love with this kite and he likes to fly it. and it's got a picture of him and the sheriff on it i don't know if he wants god to see it or whatnot because he doesn't fly the kite he just kind of lets it go which i mean it's just the guy's just weird dude he's doesn't have all his marbles apparently and as uh gus drives off he's like see if phil now phil's chasing after this kite and then He doesn't realize, I don't know, because of movie, that an 18-wheeler is barreling down towards him because he's running in the middle of the street, and it hits him, and I guess that kid just committed murder. We don't, I mean, you know. Well, actually, I know, but you guys don't know. So, there you go. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so then the kid is going to check into a motel. It's nighttime. He needs to get some rest, right? and it only costs $8. Now, the dude is really weird. You heard him in the trailer, he's like, you don't have any girls in there with you. And he goes, no sir, the kid is so small, he needs a stool to sign in, like to step on, to sign in into this hotel. Still, no one acknowledges that he's a little kid, maybe because he committed his first murder. So he has like, you know, the thousand yard stare or whatever. So also he says like, keep an eye out for squirrels, which is really weird so then the kid is going to go inside the um, he's gonna go inside uh, 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 his hotel room and open his uh, box of cards and uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at that right now and I think if I press this button Peel off gold disc. Any combination of cards that spells out Motorama makes Holder eligible for grand prize of 500 million. 500 million dollars. Other letter combinations make Holder eligible for lesser prizes. Check with your participating station. Motorama cards will be issued with a minimum purchase of $5. All ages can play. This contest will never expire. I forgot to tell you. If you catch any squirrels, give them to me. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so that's that scene, right? Now, did you notice how? I I think that maybe Heath Ledger saw this movie because the mannerisms of the innkeeper are very Joker esque from like Dark Knight, like surprisingly Joker esque. You're like, what the fuck? So anyway, um, the next morning, right? Uh, the innkeeper has like a bunch of squirrels and 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 like these containers and he's got a pipe going to it or not a pipe a hose rather and it's actually believe it or not it's going um from his car he's this poor fucking squirrels well i mean they're not poor they're rodentia they just have nice looking tails so we think they're cute but he's gassing the squirrels i don't know if he approved this but i doubt they seen it like i said to be fair to this movie not a lot of people have seen it. I hope you guys check it out, though, after hearing about this. It's free on Amazon and free on YouTube all the way through. If you actually type in on YouTube, there is there is that scene I played you, the trailer, and there's one other dude who reviews this. Um, I might even play it at the end. It's like one of his only videos. Uh, it just depends on how long I, I go with this, and uh, that's it. So, and then hopefully this. So, um, Let's see. da 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 -da. Yeah, so anyway, he gasses the little guys, and it's very sad. And then, um, you know, after this, uh, he, the kid, rather, uh, he gets more gas, I guess, and and he goes to a scenic spot, uh, and, and, you know, like kind of like a, a rest stop or whatnot, and he's peeling more cards. And now, the kid already has a couple of letters, like the easy ones. Like, I think he's got the M. And uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. He gets all the common ones pretty early. Now he gets the O, but right before these two, like, hippie burnout guys are like, can we use your car for a quickie? And he's like, I don't care. care." So as they're fucking, he's peeling and he's not getting anything. And then he gets the O and he's like, oh, oh. And then she's coming at the same time. Oh, oh. Which is weird because the sexual act they're performing doesn't look that pleasurable for either of them. I mean, if you watch it, it's very tame. Um, I don't even think you see a nip slip or anything. They're just kind of like he's just kissing your bosoms and stuff. And, and and you see like a shirt go flying. I mean, it's I guess it's theater of the mind, but whatever. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, then he's driving, right? And uh, uh, after this, he gets a flat tire. And then he pulls in to a spot, you know, like the next service station. And the tire is like totally shredded and chocolate chip charlie comes out but he's not chocolate chip charlie but i mean you know he was chocolate chip charlie in the stuff but he dies in the stuff so that means that these movies are not canon i know shocking right anyway so um you know he gets him a new uh, tire and he goes and you know he asks how much it is and he goes well i have 45 dollars left how many do you guys have any motorama cards like how much will they get me and the the Chuck like, leg like he plays Motorama. No one's played that in years. So he gives him like all the whole box for 45 bucks, which I guess is a good deal. So now the kid pulls over again and, and he's like peeling his cards, right? Um, and he's got a couple of the letters. He's got I think he's got like the M, the O. Uh, I think he's got he doesn't have the T yet. I think he's got an A. Now, remember, you could spell out Motorama with any combination of cards, but if you want the grand grand prize, they have to be color-coordinated, right? Very, very, very important here. So the sheriff pulls up behind him because he's on the side of the road, and uh, he pokes his head, and he goes, hey. You know, and the kid, like, slides over to the passenger seat, and he goes, hey, you know, know, funny seeing you here. Where's your dad? And then Gus is like, oh, yeah, he's uh, peeing again. He's in the, you know. And then the cop looks around, and remember, he's pulled around on the side of the road, and this is like Nevada. There's nothing. There's a couple of scrub brushes. So clearly, you know, to the audience and hopefully to him, he notices no one there. And he, and he, go, he goes, your uh, father sure pees a lot. And he goes, yeah, he's got diabetes. Diabetes. And apparently, that's all that needs to be said. And he goes, well, have a good day now. You know, drive safe. Or something, you know, of, uh, of the sort. So the kid goes to another diner, and uh, when he walks in, it's nighttime now. Now, he doesn't have any money because he spent it all on Motorama cards, which is pretty dumb. You know, think he'd conserve some. And it does that whole typical, in a movie, when you're out of gas, the knock sound, you know, you know that car, old cars make when the fuel pump can't get any, you know, gas. So as that's happening, um, you know, he pulls in, and. He's looking around and, you know, uh, uh, you know, he gets an idea, a brilliant idea, you know. And uh, so he goes in and he orders some food. And then when he orders some food, right, uh, he goes to uh, the bathroom or whatever and he sees Flea from, you know. And he's a, a sous chef or, or just an attendant or something there. And uh, the kid goes, hey, where are the funny glasses off? Or uh, pff, off? where is the funny glasses at? And he goes, they're over there, and he goes, hey, I'm an important mission. I need you to get me a hose and a pan, you know, uh, or or a, a gas container or some shit, like a container, he says. And he goes, well, I don't know if I could do that. And he goes, I'll, this is a secret mission. I'll give you a dollar. Now, Flea is a really stupid person, as we know. I mean, he did join the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So he goes, okay, boss. And so he, he agrees to it, right? So the kid puts on the funny glasses, and he goes, into the, um, well, let's see. Yeah. He goes into the, the back, uh, where all the chefs are and you know, he, he's, he goes, I'm the health inspector. Yeah. This kid is wearing the Marcho Groucho, like $2 nose cover glasses with the mustache. And everyone believes, and, and keep in mind, he's an 11 year old kid that's four feet tall. But everyone believes him. They're all scared. They all, like, line up like they're in the military. And he's a drill sergeant. Circa, like, Lee Army, Army, and Full Metal Jacket, right? And he's, like, uh, smoking. That's a $10 fine. Because the, you know, chef is smoking while cooking. he goes, and what are you cooking there? And the chef goes, Yankee bean soup. And he goes, Yankee bean soup? That's a $20 fine. And he goes, pay up. So the guy gives 20 bucks. And he goes, no, they're compounded. $30, right? So he gets his $30, right? And then, um, then... By coincidence, because, you know, movie, um, the real health inspector comes, but then Flea attacks him with a pan, which is attempted murder on a health inspector, a government official. But, you know, it's Flea. Remember, we talked about his IQ and it being in the single digits. Okay. All right. Sorry. Double digits. Anyway. Did you know the average TikTok user has a a combined IQ of 97? Just saying. In fact, you know, funny thing is I actually, I still have a Twitter to promote stuff, but I just noticed how much time I was spending on it. So I just straight up deleted it. And I had like one day of withdrawal. And then also too, I made my, uh, um, my stuff on Instagram private. And it's weird because... According to my phone, I'd spend two hours a day on my phone just looking at scrolling. Now, to do it for less than nine minutes a day feels pretty good. I mean, we're all addicted to our phones, let's be honest with each other. You just probably don't know or notice how long you were on it, you know. So, there you go. But then, you know, it could make a five-minute dump take 20 minutes, you know, if you're on a good thread. So... And I feel less caustic because I don't talk shit about Anyway, back to the movie, right? Because that's what we're here for. So um, after he attacks him with a pan, he, uh, the kid is siphoning gas from this this car, right? Well, he looks over at the diner and the guys he's siphoning from, it's a mafioso couple. Like, you know, they're all like Jersey and, and uh, Tony Soprano wannabe. Of course, this is way before that. Right, and then uh, you know he's looking around and everything else, and all of a sudden, boom! He gets punched in the face. He's busted. So now, and I'm not lying. This is where the movie gets really weird. He's tied up to a chair in a trailer, like like a trailer park trailer, like an airstream or something. And they don't know what to do with him. So the the couple, so they decide to snort some coke while they discuss this. Right now, he got hit really 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 evilly right so his eye his left eye is all fucking just it, it's gnarly it's it, you know it's uh, just a huge black eye think like the sandlot but pussier and um, he's like yeah man I must have hooked him with my ring so uh, she's like it looks really bad we should call a doctor so they do a couple more bumps and then the doctor comes over and he's like we need to operate on him right now or else he's gonna lose his left eye right and uh why he does this he kind of fades out of consciousness either before or after this but this is when we see our drew barrymore scene where she's in the film for like uh under 10 seconds or maybe 10 seconds exactly but it's a nightmare because she's like you won motorama and she's doing the golf wave like on the beach of like hawaii or some shit right and then as that happens though crabs attack his feet and he wakes up and uh Anyway, they refuse to do the operation, and he goes, let's talk about eye patches. You know, uh, cause, you know, loss will make him stronger or something like that, right? So, the next, then they're like, now what do you want to do with him? So, as an audience member, I assume that they molest him. Now, here's my, what I think, cause she's into it. I think she has her way with a kid while he does coke and watches in the corner now i'm not sure if that's what happened but of all the scenarios that's the only scenario that isn't it could get a lot darker you know because i'm just assuming he has coke cock and she's all horned up and so she's like i'm gonna sit on his face and you go do blow in the corner (laughs) i know what i know what i'm talking about but remember this is a fictional movie okay it could be a lot worse, like I said. I mean, he was tied up and all. So so after the molestation, um, you know, and maybe he wasn't even. I just, you really assume so because in the morning he does the walk of shame and he's got lipstick all over his face and it's like really weird. It looks like what Marilyn Manson would do or, again, the Joker. See, I think that he watched this movie because he's got, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Dark Knight's Joker, I think, I think the Ledger watched this, and he's like, I want to do this makeup, and I want to talk like that guy. So she says, you can keep the gas, and I don't know if they steal his money. I don't think they do, because, um, yeah. Anyway, we don't know if he was or may not have been molested, but uh, enough about this. I'm going too far into it, but this is just the weirdest part of the movie, and I was like, what? Okay. So, now, the kid, after washing his face in a tire, not kidding. Like, you know, like an old tire that has like a bunch of mud sediment in it. He washed his face and he could see his reflection of him having an eye patch for one and wearing lipstick like two, which is weird. He pulls into a biker bar, right? And Meatloaf's in there doing an arm wrestling contest. Now the kid is just trying to sit there and eat his french fries or whatnot. And then Meatloaf notices him and he goes, hey, old pirate, what do you say? It's $10 a throw. Kind of thing, you know, and uh, the kid's like, I don't have any money and I'm not interested. And plus, if you're an 11 year old, would you really want to wrestle Meatloaf? I mean, think about it. He's a big dude. I mean, he must have at least 200 because this was fat Meatloaf. This was this was like Bob Bitchtits Meatloaf. Actually, he lost a lot of weight before that movie and then they had to make him wear a body suit. Regardless, this was Meatloaf in full bad out of hell. I'll do anything for love bigness. So he was a big dude. And the kid refuses, but then he sees the sheriff walk in, and for whatever reason, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's play." And Meatloaf is like, "Okay, I'll let you win a few," but he doesn't. He beats him five times in a row, and he's like, "All right, kid, pay up." And the kid's like, uh, "I don't have fifty dollars, right?" And and he says, "Look, I play Motorama. I'm only missing the T, the o, the O, the R, and the A, which is because remember, there's two O's." And uh, he goes, once I get the money, I swear I'll pay you back, you know, even more then. Right. And then they're like, oh, that's funny. We play Motorama, too. We have the T-O-R-N-A. Why didn't you just say we have it actually over here? So they take him into like a, a storage area. I'm pretty sure that the filming of this movie, this is the f- same storage area that they that the kid made the um, the little stilts on, but that doesn't matter. And they start tattooing a T O R A on him, like on his arm. They rip off like the sleeve to his jacket, and they just start doing it. Now the kid passes out through the whole night, and Meatloaf and his buddy are like that was awesome. Let's go get a beer, but they don't get a Bud Light. They um they get something different. So um, anyway, the whole night they give him a tattoo on his sleeve. So now when he wakes up, not only does he have T-O-R-N-A, he actually has some badass tattoos, like a Japanese dragon, some skulls, some guns, you know? And now he's got this and the eye patch. And it's kind of weird, too, just because, again, now we have an 11-year-old walking around with full-on sleeve and, and an eye patch. By the way, if you were to get work done, I know people that have sleeves and such, those things ain't cheap. And these are very ornate. It's not like they wrote, like, I like Cox on his head or something, which I would've, well, I wouldn't have done that to an 11 year old, but. I mean, if you're gonna be nefarious, instead they're like, hey, you won, we're gonna give you a badass tattoo. Cause it is pretty cool. I mean, and he did pass out, so he probably didn't feel that much pain. I don't know, anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> Do you think about it in this, the span of just like two days, He's been beaten up for siphoning gas. He stole a car, uh, extorted a cook, got a tattoo, has an eye patch, and got in a three-way, and ran away from home, and used a welder. I mean, this kid is fucking far beyond life experience than any other 11-year-old I've ever known. So now, you know, the kid, he gets some coffee, and he goes in a car wash, and they accidentally fuck up and actually show the people filming the movie. And he's drinking coffee again. His kid loves his black coffee, man. So then he needs money. So he goes to like a uh, a family park recreational center, you know, and he sees uh, um the dude from from Demon Night, Uncle Willie. Yeah, see I told you there's a lot of weird cameos in here, and he hustles them in horseshoes, and he hustles them for a hundred dollars, and then after he's like, Yep, pay up, man. And um the, the guy, the dad's like, Oh, come on, man, like I don't. I don't got it, you know, and he goes, well, your whole family's here. You know, maybe I should ask them. This is one of the weirdest fucking scenes, man, if it can get any weirder, Uncle Willie, we're just going to call him that, tells his wife something, takes his kids, uh, daughter and a, a son, to the woods to go pee. He goes, yeah, we got a long car ride. Go ahead and go pee in the forest. And then he takes his wife and they just leave him there. As if like a hundred dollars were really going to be that circum uh, circumstantial to raising two kids. Plus, I know this is nineteen ninety one. They could find them. I mean, I don't mean fine. Like here's a fine. I mean, like find. Like you, you can go. That's like child endangerment. Child abandonment's got to be a law. I mean, and what do those kids needed that hundred dollars like that right there on the spot? Is this guy, like, unemployed? Y- you know? It just... This part, pardon the... Pardon the horseshoe pun, but it threw me. See what I did there? Okay, so now the kid has, uh, uh, you know, he's got, like, the money, and and uh, he abandons his family. And the kid's driving. And then he is throwing out cards, you know, because he's he's peeling them and throwing them. And then he throws that one he doesn't have, the T. This is a very dramatic scene. So he pulls over to the side of the road and follows the T, and it's it's about to fly over through uh, in a reservoir after a dam, and he catches it, and he's like, yes, yes. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like a religious thing, like a tea looks like a cross, because he freaks out over this one so much. Then uh, anyway. He also gets the other O right after. So things uh, look to be going Gus's way. Now we have an 80s montage, right? And, um, you know, he can't find the R. It's like the only one he doesn't have. And he's looking on this map. Now the map is of the US, but none of the states are called the states that they're in. Oh, and in this montage too, like it just, you see him driving through beautiful scenery. And then he drives past like a couple that are broke down and they wave at him. He's like, fuck you. And just drives by and you're like, wow, kid, you know, maybe all this shit happened to you is karma. So I'm a firm believer in karma. I really am. But that's just me. Right. Uh, Let's see. So there's an 80s montage of him driving to all these gas stations and he can't find him. And then finally he goes to the one state he hasn't been in, Essex. It's the last state he hasn't visited yet. Right. And you actually have to like punch in and gates open. And I swear to God, it looks like Oakland, California right now. Cause when you drive in, there's just people doing drugs. There's cans on fire. It looks something out of like Fallout 76 when you go to like the Raider camps or, you know, or like Mad Max and just people are doing drugs and getting blowies and stuff. And just, it's dirty and disgusting. And again, Oakland, California, it looks just like that. So, um, Anyway, now he's he's doing whatever, and let's see, yeah. He goes to a hotel and finally cleans up, right? And then afterward, he's driving, and there's a storm, and uh, he gets ran off the road because he's an idiot, and he's going through, his, he's peeling cards as he's driving. Like, he's done this a lot, and at a certain point, you're like, dude, you're going to pull over eventually. It doesn't take long. It takes about as much as it takes a California scratcher to reveal these. Anyway... So, but he almost gets hit by the same 18-wheeler and uh, that hit Phil uh, in the beginning of the movie and he flies off the side of the road, right? Now, when he does this, he gets out of the car. He, he's, you know, he's not, like, injured, but he does fly it off, like, a huge, you know, ravine and, and he lands, but he's safe, you know? And he gets out of the car and you think it's dust at first, but the, the kid's hair is now all white. It's all white, like ashen. And there was another car almost hit in this accident, too. And as he approaches it, you notice it's another Mustang. But it's an older Mustang, like early 60s, late 50s. And he sees the guy in it, and the dude's got, like, glasses on, but one of them's broken, kind of like an eye patch. He's wearing a teal jacket, just like the kid is, and, like, the same, basically the same clothes in a car that's very similar. And he's even got, like this like map laid out of all the places he's been and he's got all the motorama cars on his dash just like the kid has and then the guy goes all i needed was the r that's it and then he dies so what does gus do pushes him out of the car and continues on you know all gus needs is the r so yeah, there you go. It's kind of like ooh, you know, and it reminds me very much uh, of the character from Repo Man that builds the neutron bomb, the guy who drives the, um, you know, the the Nova. Or no, it's not Nova. It's um, fuck. God, why do I not remember what car it is? Anyway, it, that doesn't matter. That's a different movie. So um, anyway, the kid just goes to some random service station in some industrial zone and his hair is now not only white but he's got like a like a a five o'clock shadow that's also white and he definitely looks like an old man right it's it's really kind of cool how they gradually dis uh, uh did this right he's actually looking like the dude that he took the car from well inherited i guess and as the kid fills up his gas at this industrial service station the gas, he goes, do you have any Motorama cards? And the gas tenant doesn't really say anything. You, you think he might be a little tick-tocked? Ooh, a wolf. And uh, uh, he reaches in his coveralls and he hands him a car and believe it or not, it's the goddamn R. Whew. Finally, something's going Gus's way. So then at this point, Gus is going to turn in, he's gonna cash in, right? So he goes to the headquarters um, of the service station because they're the only one that plays it. It's called like Griffin or Manticore or something like that, but it's got like a, you know, like a fictional D&D monster on it. And he says, I won, I won, I won. And then uh, they're they're like, look, you're only eligible to win. Well, can I talk to somebody at the top? And, and they say, you know, no, you can't, but you can call them. So he calls and he, he talks to somebody at, you know, at the 100th floor or whatever. And they kind of confirm, no, you're only eligible to win. So then, because he's a little kid, sneaks up and uses the elevators and everything else and sneaks around. he, he metal gears his way out his ass up there, right? And um, after that, he meets the, uh, the lady in charge of the contest. This, uh, I, I've seen her in movies before. she has red hair and she's tall and skinny. and I think she a, was a comedian or, or was at least in funny movies only. And she explains to him that, first off, where did you get the R? You know, and he says, does it matter? Even though he just got gas and found that R, but he could have just said at the industrial place, I was just at. She goes, look, there is no R. The game's fixed. Motorama is just something for people to talk about, to help sell gas. You know, there, there was no way of winning it. And... You know, she kind of like brushed them off and he goes, look, lady, this is bullshit. I've I've traveled this many miles. I've got beat up, tattooed, raped, everything else. Right. I need to talk to somebody. And she goes, "She." he goes, I want to talk to your boss. And she goes, OK, let me get him. And she makes a phone call whatever. And then the boss is security. So they straight up wrestle the kid down, grab him by his ankles and uh, uh, by his wrists and throw him out a hundred story window. To his death, presumably, right? Something weird happens. All of the stuff that happens to him gets erased. Like, meaning his sleeve reappears. Uh, uh, the tattoo goes away. His hair turns, you know, normal. And his hat flies back on. And he, and he looks like just like he did in the start of the movie. And he lands in some water. And when he lands in water, you see him splash water over his face again in the very beginning of the movie, right after the first diner, right? And then he's driving, and he drives by the same Motorama sign that we saw in the beginning of the movie. And then he pulls over, and instead of going on his Motorama quest, he takes his, like, inventions, his his stilts, and he just throws them, you know, and then just starts hitchhiking. Not a good idea, kid. You should have learned your lesson about strangers earlier. Hitchhiking is not really a great idea. You know, I mean, think about all the things that just happened to you, dude. You know what I mean? Anyway. So, when the kid is going, uh, uh or sorry, riding with this, we learned that the p- person picking him up is the sheriff, but he's like off-duty or something, because, um be- yeah, he's like the o- wait a minute, holy shit. All right, looks like someone else claims that they reviewed it, too. Oh, I just found another one that just came up. Okay, so, uh, anyway, where the hell was I? Um, yeah, so it's the sheriff picks him up, and he's singing, like, Yankee Doodle and shit like that, like, the whole time, and the kid is like, enough of this. Pull over here, and they pull into Phil's station. Now, here's the weird thing. We still Phil, and he's in a full body cast, as if the events happened, right? And we don't know if they did or not, and... There was a Help Wanted sign that, if you notice, kind of like an Easter egg thing in the beginning of the movie. You know, the kid just walks up and goes, you know, Help Wanted. This looks like a nice place to work. And then we cut to, you know, Phil going, well, I have a present for you. And he's got full-on, like, a zippy coverall. And they just kind of hang out and waiting for a customer, you know. And now Gus is a full-time employee at this gas station. And then this douchebag comes up, you know, and he's like, hey... I just came back from Vegas. You know, I have a million dollars. Do you want to see a million dollars? He opens up his trunk and he goes, go ahead and touch it, kid. And then he slams it closed and goes, ha, ha, ha. And he goes, and he says, so you want me to fill him up? And he goes, why don't you take it all out? Ha, 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 ha. You know, he's a douchebag, right? And then kid doesn't do anything nefarious to his car. He's like, whatever, man. And then the guy drives off and he's like so happy he won all this money. He gets plowed into the same fucking 18-wheeler. And, um... Yeah, that's, uh cuts back to Gus and the guy in the full body cast, and that's the movie. Um, thank you to It Came From The 80s for providing the music. Uh, it's Really, that's actually, I've been using it for a minute. I just feel bad that I haven't you know, uh, said anything about it. Um, if you want to watch the only other two reviews that I just, I was scrolling around uh, on my computer fucking around while I was uh, doing something, Look for Motorama's Insane, Let Me Explain or the only video review of this movie of the internet, Motorama by uh, Cameco Gaming, which I'm going to respond, not anymore. So anyway, um, thank you for listening to The Knife Party uh, and be ethical to each other. Uh, of course, I love you all. And I think with that, I need to go return some videotapes. Good night. See you soon.